to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another episode of Alexa and Ambrosia. We're gonna talk to you about lots of fun stuff and some psychic shit too. Ding! I can't sing, so that's good that you like ended it there. That was nice. I like <laughs> you it. thought I was gonna throw it to you, and you're like, no, I did. Don't. I was like, oh, don't, oh, don't. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I can do it. What am I going to do? I'll rap. I'll rap. <laughs> you were going to drop a beat? I was going to try. Oh, but like, man. Uh, I should have thrown it to you. That would have been good. Good I'm audio. really glad you've done it. I'm glad you've done it. <laughs> no, you could have done your whatever thing. <laughs> <laughs> what a sound. What a sound. We should do another um, ASMR. ASMR episode. That was just the funnest episode. We Like where no, the other fun. person didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, and now we have better mic quality. I feel like it would really be awesome. And we have video. And video. I don't know why this means video, but, you know. Spirit Fingers video. Um, yeah, okay, we're definitely going to have to do that. That was really fun. So I don't care if you don't like it. One person who commented, do not do ASMR. We're doing it. We'll let you know when so you can just avoid that. Episode. And here's a preview. Oh, shit. It was – what do you guys think No, was? there was another one. No, it was just one. I love that. Do you love it? People probably hate this one. I freaking love it. What oh is it? Oh, my God. Are you asking me what it is? Well, everyone at home – Because I can see it. Everyone at home, guess what it is. And now I'll tell you, it's my nail going across a nail file. Sound like an evil. Why do you love container? it? Because I feel like people, I don't know. I, I just like, really like it. I feel like people will hate this because um, it's like nails on a chalkboard type of thing. It's like that sound doesn't bother me. Oh God! Oh, yeah, it really it bother bothers me. me. It doesn't bother me at all. <sighs> Actually, when like if a teacher did that in class, I would be like, "Why is everybody freaking out?" You're a serial killer. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. That is definitely a quality of serial killer. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, do you want to know a random fact that I learned while I was at Burning Man? I do. Yeah. Wait. Did you fact check it? Yeah. No, this is legit. I've looked it up. Because even – yes. Do you know why cereal was invented? I don't. Cereal was invented to prevent masturbation. What? How? Everyone Google it if you don't believe me. So guess who 
who the person who invented cereal was Dr. Kellogg. And Dr. Oh. Kellogg, yeah, like Kellogg's, okay? Yeah. And Dr. Kellogg did not like the rampant sexuality that was uh, starting to become a thing back in whenever he lived, the 40s or whatever the fuck. I would and, say 19, early 1900s. Keep going. Keep okay. Going. Thank you. Then. And he did not like this. And so he believed that uh, sugary things, like sweet things, caused um, people to be like, be sexual, like hyperactive and like sexual. So he invented a breakfast because back then whatever people were eating for breakfast, I don't know what it was, was were sugary. So he was like, I'm going to invent something else and that they should have for breakfast instead so that they won't be so sexual um, or like – and masturbate and stuff. So – he invented cereal, which ironically back then was not sugary at all. It was like real bland and real like corn and like corn flakes, but like literally like corn flakes, like no sugar on it. And so he thought that was a good antidote to masturbation. Look it up. Um, the joke that's on him now is that everybody's masturbating and his sugar, his cereal is sugary. Very sugary and very unhealthy. Very sugary. Sucks for you, man. I mean, I feel like he was trying to. I feel like his intentions were trying were good. Like he wanted to help people. No, he he sounds really effed up when you talk about him. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like someone who doesn't want anyone to to have any fun. He's trying to be like. He's like sunshine. F that. I want the darkness. Bring on the darkness. That's what he wanted. Don't you be happy in this house. It's like that flash dance, no music. Exactly. I don't want to connect with somebody. No, we should connect with Dr. Kellogg and be like, how do you feel about your cereal now? I'm sure he's aware of this situation. (laughs) He's probably very pissed off about it. (laughs) Those goddamn kids. That goddamn Get out of my yard. Yeah. Tricks are for kids. Oh, tricks are for kids. Oh, I was thinking of Tony the Tiger. Tony the Tiger. Yeah, which is a Kellogg cereal. Kellogg's. Frosted Flakes. Frosted, Frosted flakes. flakes. Thank you. Yeah, that's the sugariest of them all. So what anyway. about Captain Crunch? Yeah. Captain. That always left like a weird thing in my mouth when I was a kid. Oh, it, it cut the top of your mouth. Yeah. 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 Totally. I'm with I you. I was allowed to have it once a year. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm. Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Lucky Charms. Holy mother of God. I, I haven't had cereal cereals. in literal years. I haven't had cereal in literal years either. This is why I'm saying I'm reminiscing on the times before I knew what was in cereal. Yeah. When I thought about it. And Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Lucky Charms, sweet Jesus. Sweet so Jesus. good. But they're just, you know, full of poison. But it's okay. But it's fine. It's fine. Everybody um, goes their own path. Yeah. It's your own journey. Um. So what's up, Ambrosia? What are we talking about today? We're talking about well, what's up? I was going to ease into. I was going to ease into it naturally, but <laughs> that was my. Segue. I love the conversation beforehand, and then ease into it naturally. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's how I. That's how my dates go. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, oh. Kellogg. <laughs> Why are you so angry at Kellogg, man? He was angry at people and masturbation okay. and sexuality. And we need to free the nipple. The next time you masturbate, you should be like, take that, Kellogg. Yeah, I'm going to think of Dr. Kellogg. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. This took a different turn. Um, what were we talking about? So my day is going great. Something that came up for me that was like a typo segue. Anyway, that wasn't my smoothest segue. Anyway. What I originally 
thought we should talk about today was, so I'm a psychic medium. If you're just tuning in and you don't know, surprise, surprise, what kind of podcast are you listening to? Um, so anyway, but um, I do readings for people on a daily basis. And almost daily, almost, I hear people tell me their stories of infertility or their struggles of, oh, this is a tough one. This is a real tough one because I can't really relate to it. Um, but getting, spending all this money and time on a bachelor's degree and thinking like once I have this degree, I've made it, right? Like I'm going to get all this money with a job and surprise, surprise, you can't find a job because you don't have experience Mm -hmm. Um, or not having the money that you want to have or not living in the place that you want to live. But what they've already accomplished, like continue, like your education, or maybe when you grew up, you were homeless or you're, you know, you're going through um, infertility right now. What they've already accomplished is a good story. But they always tell me, well, I can't share my story because I'm still in the middle of it and I want to make it or I want to succeed before I tell my story. Mm-hmm. And so it really was weighing on my heart this morning because I thought like there's so much pressure, not pressure, but there's so much um, social change or, or wanting to social change around suicide and around mental health awareness and around depression However, how can we have these conversations if we're not willing to share our struggles and we're not willing to say, like, I am not okay right now? Mm-hmm. I love that. This is coming up for me this week, too, um, in, like, a small way. But I've been thinking about this topic a lot. But even just yesterday, like, I, <clears throat> I've been really focusing on sharing authentically through social media and – Yesterday, I was Monday and I just didn't feel – I felt really exhausted quite honestly and like I didn't really – I really didn't have the energy to do anything and I felt unmotivated and um, actually I was motivated but I felt like I did not have the energy to supply that motivation. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I just recorded a little story that was saying like, you know, this is just a reminder to like honor your rhythms and cycles because like – you know, today is not the same as yesterday. Yesterday, you might have had a lot of energy. Today, you might not. And instead of beating yourself up about it, and, and I was sharing about myself. I was like, I went to a wedding. I was traveling a lot. I don't have a lot of energy today. And instead of being myself up about it, which is what I usually do, I'm just going to accept it. And I'm going to be on this couch for a little while. And I'm going to do some stuff from here and I'm going to chill. But like let's get in the habit of accepting where we are and honoring that because that's how we're going to move through things quicker. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I was surprised at really how many people, uh, specifically women, like commented on it. I didn't even think anyone was but I got so many like comments and people were saying thanks thanks for this. And I part of me was like what? What? But I realized like, oh, well, what do you mean what? It's why you shared this. You shared this to show that like, hey, I'm not always at 100. Like I'm not always killing it. Like and I think we need to be more real about that. And I – in the same aspect, I understand why it's hard for people to share when they're in the midst of that because they feel like it's not – 
they feel like, first of all, it's it's too vulnerable and it's showing me in my weak spot and mm-hmm. that doesn't feel good and I get mm-hmm. that. But then also it's um, – I think it's another thing is that saying, well, I'll share once it's good. Like right. once I've solved this, then I'll share my story. It's kind of just a defense mechanism and an excuse like just to say like – it's a way for you to feel more comfortable because you're like, oh, when it feels better, then I'll share. And it's like – it's just a way to get you away from the present moment, right? Like mm-hmm. from sharing now, which is when it's needed. Um, but I, I think also we've been taught like – for example, I keep thinking of uh, handing in sloppy work, right? Like at school and how we're taught like, you know, you got to like – hand in a good version. You got to like finish what you start. You got to whatever, whatever. That's something that goes on in our heads. And so I think that's partly how people have been thinking. It's like, well, once I feel better, once I solve this problem, once I look better, then Mm -hmm. I'll tell my story because then I'll feel more in my power and I'll feel safer. And I feel like what you're saying, and I agree with it wholeheartedly, is that but that's not when it's the most impactful to tell the story. It's most impactful to tell the story when you're in the middle of it, when you're going mm-hmm. through it because you're showing other people who are going through that too that they're not alone, that other people are going through this too, and that it's okay. It's okay to be going through hard times and that we can talk about it. And when we can open up the dialogue um, – I was just talking about this with my hairdresser today – Um, when we can start talking to one another about what's going on and feel safe to be transparent with one another, that's when we're going to come closer together as individuals and as a collective. We're going to feel like, hey, people are there for me. People people are hearing me. Whereas when we shut off and don't say anything until, quote unquote, things are perfect – we, we suffer that whole time feeling like we're completely alone. No one understands me. No one gets me. Everyone else is perfect and I'm not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more with that with that statement. And I also think that supporting each other, it, it, like you said, is really important. And that could be what someone is asking for. Like, I need support. I need help. I see that you're going through the same thing that I'm going through. But also, I feel... I don't, I think people are quick to blame social media, like Instagram and like, oh, we just have an Instagram society where everything's perfect. But we had that before. Like, look at the 40s, like the Stepford Wives. That's where it comes from, right? Like always smiling. Everything's fine. Dinner's made. Your kids are great. The drink's ready. And meanwhile, mom is having a a, a mental breakdown in the closet, hysterically crying because she hates her life. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is something, or during the Great Depression, right? And I think that's uh, right around the same time. But when uh, men would lose their jobs and they would go kill themselves, wouldn't come home to their families because they couldn't face their families. So I think this has been an ongoing struggle for a long time in our society of, I can't come to you with my problem. I can't share my problem. I have to hold it in, bury it down deep. And then when I feel better, I can share what's going on mm-hmm. or like the stigma around um, going to therapy or um, seeing any kind of mental health practitioner, whether it's EFT or whether it's traditional therapy. It's I think it's starting to shift, but a lot of people I know are still like, you go to therapy? 
Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or, Ooh, that person needs therapy. Like yeah. you said it to me a while ago. Remember that? <clears throat> what did I and say? Every time there's a problem, you're so quick to say that they need therapy. <laughs> did I say that? Cause you said yeah, that something along the lines. I was saying that like my, my Someone husband therapy. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So my yeah. husband has <clears throat> been going to a therapist off and on for years and my son as well. And my daughter's been to therapy. My son, actually my, our whole family has been to therapy. Yeah. And we've been to family counseling too. I, I think therapy is amazing and I think it's an amazing first step um, mm-hmm. because it gets people talking that otherwise wouldn't be talking. My dad is in therapy, for example. My mom has gone to therapy. I have gone to therapy and mm-hmm. now my therapy is in a different form. I have coaches yeah. that are essentially <laughs> like therapists. Um, yeah. But really, I mean, therapists from my perspective and from my experience is – they're really just there to hold space for you and to listen to you and to be objective for you and help you and help reflect back things to you that maybe you you weren't seeing. So um, exactly, coaches yeah. and therapists are, are very similar. Very similar. Um, <clears throat> but I do – you know, interestingly, I was actually watching an, an interview with Lizzo. Do you know that artist? Lizzo? I do. I love her. <laughs> love her. Freaking A, I love her so much. Yeah, she's great. So I was watching this uh, – she was on the show called The Breakfast Club and um, I was watching and she was talking about how she went through like, you know, she's – as many artists are, I think she's like a big giver. Like she give, give, give to other people and then all of a sudden has like a total mental breakdown. Of, like, and, and also giving to people who want stuff from you once you're in right. the industry right. has a mental breakdown. <clears throat> so she was saying how like she, at one point in her career, everyone was like, oh my God, you're so amazing. And she's like, really? I'm about to have a mental breakdown. Like you don't know what's going on behind this. So she decided to start seeing a therapist and now it's a huge part of her life and she was just raving about it. And then someone else on the – almost everyone on the show is black and um, on the radio show that she was on is black and she's black. And someone brought up how – and I just thought this was very interesting about like – how in the black culture and the black community, um, a lot of a lot of people don't see therapists. It's not a thing. It's it's not. It, there's a there's a huge stigma around it, and it's also about like affording it. Like that has mm. been the, the deal like so far. And she was talking about. She's like, I am the first person in my family to have the luxury to go to therapy, and now I'm trying to you know, get everybody else to, you know, see the value in it and invest in themselves. And it's just really interesting, like culturally where therapy comes in. And, and then I just started thinking about like Asian culture, like what is that? Is that okay? Because there's so much like honor in like, I, I don't know. I, it just is interesting to think about therapy culturally, like yeah. how that's seen. And anyway, I'm getting off topic. Um, but what we were really talking about is – um, talking to people, yeah, and like what and and uh, expressing, and um, I was just sharing with one of my coaches actually about because I haven't talked to her in like three weeks, and I was talking about how something that's been developing with me is like my communication has been really upped the past month, especially like I'm noticing it go way way up anytime I feel a certain way it's now becoming close to my automatic response to share it versus to shut down with it. Mm. So especially like with my partner who was always the person that I would like hold it in with because I didn't want to cause any sort of 
Waves. I didn't, yeah, I don't want to make waves. And now it's becoming this thing where it's like the second I feel something, I like turn to him and I'm like, this is how that just made me feel. And mm-hmm. what I'm noticing about it is the way that it's actually bringing us so much closer together because it gives him the opportunity to r- express like – what he intended with what he said or did and also gives him the opportunity to hold space for me while I feel what I feel. And that the communication and then that space holding, it actually brings us so much closer together and I feel a higher level of trust with him. And because I am like, okay, he can handle me. Like he can Mm -hmm. handle me. And what I was noticing is before when I would hold it all in, I would have this story in my head. He can't handle me. He doesn't know how to deal with this or like – or I would just make up some story about what was going on with him and there was never any communication and then resentment would build and all this stuff. But ultimately, it what I was noticing was it would lead to distrust from me and mm. possibly from him. And so we can relate this back out to the larger scale, again, the collective, where when we've believe that we have to get through this all on our own um, without any communication with anyone else. Like I have to – for example, the fertility story. For example, the bachelor or whatever. When you feel like I have to take this on myself and I cannot communicate this to anyone because I need everything to be fixed before I share this so that no one thinks I'm a failure or weak or whatever it is, then essentially you are causing – suffering, number one, unnecessarily, but two, divide and distrust between you and the people in your life that actually want to support you um, and 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 want to be connected with you. And so that's on one level and then and then and then you can take it out even bigger to like, you know, there are people that you could be connecting with now. <clears throat> that really will connect with your story and really will need to hear your story and really will need to feel like someone understands them. And I feel like the more we keep the stories in, the less people feel understood. The more we share the stories, the more people feel seen and heard and they feel safe to share their stories. And it's this positive ripple effect that mm. sweeps through society. And that is how, again, we come together as a society because we start to then trust each other. I would also take it a step further and say that we don't want to share our story. We don't want to share not even our story, but our struggle. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we don't trust ourselves. Mm. What if I don't get out of this? What if I don't have a happy ending? You know, but Why so, do we have to have a happy ending? Right. But that's, that's society's thing. And I like that, that idea of well, what is happiness? Right. Because success and happiness are different from me to you right. and from you to your partner. And like th- there's different degrees of all of this. So what's happiness to one is not happiness to all. There are people I don't I personally don't want to be the 1% of America that has all of this money. That's not my happiness. Mm-hmm. Right. My happiness is a little bit more money than I have now. And traveling more with this awesome girl that I know named Alexa. <laughs> so like, like yeah. yay. So like that would like up my happiness, but pretty much like it's pretty good. You know what I mean? I'm pretty happy. I don't really 
want too much more. I feel like it's good. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect because I will tell you um, that I have self-sabotage tech um, tendencies, very much so. But here's the benefit is that I've noticed it. In like this last year, I'm going to take my glasses off because they're smudgy. It's driving me nuts. But this last year, I've noticed that, oh, so when you're bored or when you're happy, you don't think you deserve this. So you try to sabotage it in some way. And so what I've noticed in this conversation with you and I just now is that uh, I'm making it a big deal because I don't trust myself. Mm. Yeah. Don't trust ourselves. I like that because it's like you don't trust yourself to when we were talking earlier. Oh, to like get the happy ending. Is that what mm-hmm. you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like here's here's what I think is a really interesting dis- point or place to kind of like dig in even a little deeper. It's like why why actually I posted something on Instagram today on my story that said being worthy does not mean being perfect. Something yeah. like that. And it kind of falls in the same lane. It's like why do you think, why do we think that uh being that 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 we have to have the happy ending. Like yeah. everything has to be a happy ending. Everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be solved. Like why yeah. isn't it isn't it okay to be a work in progress? Isn't it okay to be like, yeah, shit's crazy. I don't know. Yes. Like yep. is that not okay? Isn't that what human life is about? Like even if you solve this problem, there's just going to be another one right after it cuz that's what life is. So why does it even matter if you get this figured out or not? And the, and what I think it is is yeah so I I think you're right like one it's like we don't trust ourselves to get it done like we're afraid because it's that's also like commitment right yeah so yep. if you tell the story then it's almost like everyone's watching you now that's what we feel everyone's looking at us and then we're going to have to live up to it and what if we don't right mm. so it's better to keep it in secret and I I get that. Um, but the other thing is like I think society oh it's it goes back to the fairy tales. It goes back to Yeah, that's what I And I'm then they lived happily ever after. And that's or, how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Or then she gets saved by the prince. Mm-hmm. Or then she's so beautiful. Or then yeah. he's strong yeah. and protecting everybody all the time. And it's like why do we have to fit into these motherfucking molds that we've been told that we have to fit into? It's exhausting. I'm a very strong woman. Mm-hmm. And that is a lot to handle for some people. And I'm not going to like, I'm okay with it. I'm cool with being a strong, independent person. But you know what? Sometimes I do like to be rescued. Let me tell you. <laughs> So, you know, it's just it's just both of those yeah. dynamics at the same time. Yeah, like are we not allowed to be complicated human beings? Like right. we're complicated beings. Do we have to be one-dimensional? No. Like we're multidimensional. Yeah. We have all different sides. And I think you just hit on something right there because that is seriously like p- the cause of unhappiness. It is when you feel like, oh, oh this person expects this from me. Yeah. So I have to show them this side only. 
And if I go outside this box, it's not acceptable or they're not going to like me. And so we feel so squeezed into these one dimensions that we simply are not. We are multidimensional creatures and beings and we want to be able – our soul wants to be able to express any of those dimensions at any time, you know? And I think that's – that goes back to why something like Burning Man or or anything like that is so powerful because it's this container where it's like, here, be what you want to be. When you right. come back into society, you have to work a little bit harder and that's okay. But to keep that strength and to say, no, you're not going to put me into a box. I'm go- I can be this way one minute and I can be the other way another minute and that doesn't make me wrong or fake or a bad person. That means this is how I am in this situation and this is how I'm in another situation. Mm-hmm. And um, I also wanted to recount, um, you know, about like the princess and being saved and wanting to be saved. The episode where you accidentally channeled my higher self, which if you have not heard that episode, people – Go back and listen to it. I was thinking about that the other day. It's interesting you brought that up. Well, what what it, were you thinking about about that? I don't remember. It was something when you were telling me about the wedding you went to. It was something about that. I don't know. Oh. I don't remember exactly. Like, well, what I was just thinking about was the part where um, my higher self through you said to me, "No one is coming to save you." <laughs> Oh, shit. I forgot about that. He said, no one's coming. There's no prince. There's no anything like that. It's you. You're saving you. And Mm. I think about that sometimes. Like, I think about the fact that maybe we all need to be reminded of that. Like, no one's coming to save us but us. We're the only ones who can save us. And we have to be our own prince. We have to be our own prince, our own – hero, whatever it is, but we, because that's another dimension of us. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to feel safe to tap into that. What's up? I also think it's your turn to channel my higher self. Oh man. (laughs) I mean, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) If the arc nine can make that happen, someone can hook it up (laughs) and give me the manual. That would be great. I'm still waiting for the that day that I – I'm still waiting for the day that I uh, – I don't know, have some Astral sort of project, experience like levitate, that. Like what's – No, like I, I have some sort of channeling experience. But I feel like I've just come to accept that like I channel in different ways. But it still would be cool. I don't know. Sometimes I just wonder. I'm like, am I ever going to do something like that? Like am I ever going to like be able to just talk to a spirit or – um, I don't know. You know? I have an idea. What? Well, I could tell you later because then I don't want to take up everybody's time. But yeah. What do you mean take up everybody's time? Oh, you mean on air? <laughs> no, I mean we could do it on air, but like I think it would be kind of fun. It just came to my mind. Oh, what is it? So essentially, have you heard of auto you've heard of automatic writing, right? Yes. Yeah. Have you ever tried it? Yeah. I get it in my head. No, no, no. That's the whole, like, okay. that's the opposite of the whole point. So you set a timer for 60. I like to do 60 seconds. You set a timer for 60 seconds. You close your eyes, you hold the pen and you just start writing whatever comes to your head. Literally do not stop writing. So if nothing's coming to your head, then you write nothing. You don't worry about spelling, grammar, even like where the words are on the paper. You just keep writing. And I've had some people write 
nothing, 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 nothing. This sucks. Why do you always ask the questions you know the answer to? And then, oh shit, right? (laughs) And then I've also had people write two pages in 60 seconds of, it, it literally sounds like Abraham Hicks channeled material. Yeah. So, and anywhere in between, but give that a shot. Set an intention that you want your guides to come through before okay. you do it. Can I use the computer or should I use pen? Um, do try it one time with each. Okay. Try it one time with each because some people do channel through typing. Um, I like pen and paper. So try one time each. Okay. I'm going to do it. Everybody yes. else give it a shot and then let us know in the Facebook group how it works for you. Yay. Yeah, Yay. let's all share our channelings, our automatic writings. <laughs> That's exciting stuff. Um, cool. Well, in summation, it is very <laughs> important <laughs> that you listening to this share your story, even in the uncomfortable spots, especially in the uncomfortable spots. Bring people on the journey with you. We actually – we talk about this a lot. A lot of people think like I need to – it's best to like, you know, have the experience and then tell people after like what happened. And that's okay. But really the thing that people love is like going on the journey with you. So when you can share like the part of your process, even if it's a hard part, like, man, I'm like really feeling whatever today. Like this is a hard day for me. That is super important not only for you but for everyone who's going to experience it and receive that. And so be brave. Share your story. Good summary. Good summary. Um, Well, I don't have the Patreons up right now. Well, shit sticks, Alexa. (laughs) Shit sticks. (laughs) What are shit sticks? I don't know. I always – I always envision fish sticks for some reason when people say shit sticks. Fish sticks of shit. Because I don't like fish sticks. I don't like fish sticks either. I think the idea is disgusting. I don't like fish. I don't care for – sometimes I'll eat fish, but it's very rare. Thanks. Very rare. You vamped long enough. Thank you. You're Um, welcome. (laughs) Thank you to Whitney Kanika, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Sean Doe, Shannon McCoy, Sarah Meehan, Sammy Jean, Renee Hart, Priscilla Marquez, Nicolette Pierce, Mimi Netter, Maribel Munzi, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kellyanne Bates, Kasha Boshnevich, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Jamie Purinton, Heather Kiefer, Grace, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carroll, Charm City Foster Mama on Instagram, Karen Miranda, Bex Boo, Alex Satiri, Alex Anderson, Donica Haskell, Alicia D'Amico, and Nike. Thank you so much. Oh, and oh, 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 yeah, (laughs) oh, yeah. Um, And we have one spot left tentatively as of now, as of this recording for our retreat. And we intend to fill that spot. So we will fill that spot by Friday. Oh, we will fill this spot. We ain't <laughs> we aren't opening this portal and letting one spot go unused. I'm nope. sorry. It simply will not happen. I um, like your evil voice. It's really fun <laughs> oh, to watch. I don't know who that is. I'm channeling someone. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm channeling you guys. Look. 
Um, but yeah, our Lioness Leadership Retreat, which kicks off our three-month coaching program. This is going to be an incredible experience full of really amazing women, amazing energy. Um, it's going to be me, Ambrosia, Leah, who helps us run all of our retreats, and then Lee La, who um, is our money and business coach slash expert. She's going to be there doing her thing and helping everyone who comes um, really understand how to build your own business, how to get clients for this business, how to use social media, how to use Facebook video. (gasps) So scary, Facebook video. I know everyone is terrified of Facebook video, but that is what this retreat is about. It's breaking through these fears and getting a game plan in place of how you're actually going to take your passion and turn it into a business, bring in money, live the life you want. It's gonna take. It's it's like taking the thing, the idea, and actually bringing it into the physical with action steps, accountability, and then throughout the three month coaching program, we're going to going to continue teaching, um, holding people accountable um, every week, and and you know getting down action steps. And as a part of that coaching program, it, there's going to be intuitive coaching with Ambi going to be EFT with me. There's going to be uh, how to create your own podcast courses. Hmm. There's going to be how to connect with your guides and use your intuition to build your business. Um, There's going to be special guests coming in. Um, We're going to bring in all the resources for everyone who is a part of this um, retreat and coaching program. So this is something you're interested in. If you're the special one, with the lucky ticket, with the golden ticket. Um, yes. Come on down. <laughs> reach, come on down. Reach out to us, innerbloompodcast at gmail.com. Um, we are looking for you. And uh, yeah, we'll be in Austin, Texas in about a week and a half. And we are freaking pumped. So Tell about the other exciting retreat. Which one? Oh, um, the Venice California. Beach. Yeah. Yeah, so we Or I can if you're at Yeah, you go for it. Okay. So <laughs> we have decided to go to the Mystic Manor uh, um as part of the Positive Head podcast. So we are taking how many more slots do we have? Three? Three. Three slots available. Um, so that is gonna be in Venice Beach, California, December second through the ninth. Is that correct? Through the eighth. Tough times for me. <laughs> December second through the eighth. Um, and they have a boatload of stuff that you can do. So if you want to do past life regression or if you want to do EFT, there's going to be all kinds of stuff that you can do. Like the choice. Body work or like yeah. even trips. Like we can go to Running Cannon and get our hike on. I'll, oh, what? No, you're like it. Ambie. It's yeah, so I'll great. Yeah, like it. It'll it's be so great. great. I, I, it's going to be great. <laughs> She's made a face. Um, wait, also, I don't know if you guys saw, but so then – we get to be a part of the late night show Optimistic that Brandon Woo! is hosting where there's like special guests and uh, musical guests and we get to be on the show. And guess what? Brandon just announced that they're shopping the show to like Netflix and HBO and lots of places. So That's exciting. Um, it's really exciting. So you could be a part of that. So um, if this is of interest, reach out to us. Brandon is offering really nice payment plans so you can pay, you know, um, several months in a row. So no worries about that. Just if you want to be there, get your ass there. Let's talk about it. Let's get you there. Um, this is going to be a really intimate experience with like me, Ambie, and six of you. So yep. Let's, and Brandon 
and everyone else in Mystic Manor. So let's effing do this, you guys. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Cool. Want to tell them about the next year retreat? What? Which one's I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm like, geez. (laughs) Pump the brakes. Just kidding. I'm just fucking with you. We haven't even decided on a retreat next year. Okay. But we will. All right. But we Um, will. All right, everyone. Um, So love you so much. Have a beautiful Wednesday. And uh, see those of you who are in conversations with ARC9 tonight, 9 p.m. Send me your questions if you haven't already. And that's it. That's all she wrote. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 